I don't know how to begin. Every time. What's what's the rolling of your eyes? You you do that every time. This is your what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't remember how to do this. Is what you always say. No, I said I don't know how to begin. Oh, okay. We oh. have like a pre-roll. You know, I just wasn't sure where to start off. So this is the pre-roll now. Could be. I could edit it out. You never do though, do you? I sometimes do. Okay. Does that upset you? No, I I've come to expect it now. That you didn't answer the question really. I'm sure I would say something if you did. Bother me. Mm, I don't know. Listeners, call us. Lines are open. I somehow know that you're not going to edit it out when you start referring to the listeners. But you never listen to them, so you wouldn't know. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you do you like edit things in that I'm not aware of? Like, do you edit in even more Benjamin Light hot takes? I have on it uh, once or twice. Edited what'd you, in. What'd you put in? I can't remember exactly, but I feel like there's at least been one time, either in this or the Bros podcast, where I was like, I didn't put that the right way. I'm just going to go back in and oh, okay. just reoccur a new hot take. Oh, mm-hmm. like, okay. Not like, not often, maybe once or twice. I'm curious which hot takes you felt were subpar. I mean, you never know. It's true. Because they're all so hot. You know, you don't know which ones yeah. have been recooked. Yeah. yeah. To extend a metaphor to its <sighs> breaking point. Um, so like last week, did you did you like go back and like re-record yourself like bashing children from a popular Netflix show even more? You know, I, I feel like I owe Finn Wolfhard an apology because he has not been the most annoying kid to me this season on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It's been fucking Dustin. But I, I'll say no more. I know a lot of people out there like Dustin. Please but not you. Please save your hate tweets. I just I I think I lack whatever whatever like mental heuristic exists that make people think kids are cute, I don't have that. And so that's not a factor in my enjoyment of a character one way or the other. So it's not just, just like small dis- humans. Like this me. child, you dislike children and the people who like them. No, it's not that I dislike children. It's that I don't have any special affection for them. Okay, you don't find them cute. I don't find, like, like I, I find like affirming. a cat cute, but I don't find a kid cute, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what can I say? I'm a monster. I don't think anyone's doubting that. Which of the Stranger Things... You didn't even have to think about that, did you? No. Which of the Stranger Things kids would you eat first? I mean, Dustin. Okay. Why is that? He's like the biggest, isn't he? Like, he's... I feel like you're more accustomed to this topic than I am. So, I want to know you. I want to get inside your brain. What are you asking? Why would you eat him first? Well, like I said, he's he's like the biggest of them. It's just more meat, you know. Okay, who would you eat in, second? In the theoretical apocalypse where cannibalism came into play, I feel or like if we're, it was just like a like a lazy Saturday. I feel like we're upsetting a lot of people right now. They really like that, Dustin. And you just you just hate them and him. I don't hate them. It. I just I, well, first of all, I, I spoilers. He something happens to his cat that displeased me, and so that's why I dislike him. You blame him? Yeah. So this is all you lashing out. Sure. I mean, isn't that what this whole podcast is? That's true. Mm-hmm. That is really true. I guess we should start recording. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I have to say, I mean, we've we've had some hot takes before, and we found out we weren't recording. Granted, it's been a long time. We haven't fucked up like that in a really long time. Every podcast has done that, though, right? It's a rite of passage. Yeah. Anyways. Welcome to Headcanon. 
I'm Benjamin Light. I'm Marcus Marks. This is episode four of Headcanon. We will be talking about, as usual, because it's Swift Miss, we have another Taylor song to discuss. Mm-hmm. She just keeps putting out new material. I mm-hmm. think actually her album might come out this very week? soon. Yeah. Like it might Friday? actually be out. Like, is it Friday? I think it's, I mean, I think is you that when probably... music comes out now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you can get it now if you so choose, but I think officially it's Friday. You mean like, uh, by writing the high seas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about, uh, what was it called? Call it what you want. Yeah. We're going to talk about a potential Lord of the Rings TV series. I guess we already talked about Stranger Things, so we can cross that one off. You haven't, you've only watched one more episode. Yeah, I've watched uh, episode two. Did you like it? Um, They're really setting the table slowly, my feeling. Um, Granted, your main characters are those. Right, hold that hot take because I'm still going through our agenda. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> was it the finger? Was that it? He, listeners can't tell, but he just gave me a look. That was just I like, think the finger was honestly the least of it, you. but sure, by yeah. all means, let's continue. Mm-hmm. I'll just be over here drinking your. We need a name for this. This drink, Soko and Lemonade. Compliments of Friend of the Pod, Alex. Alex, what is this called? What did, did she not tell you? I don't think it has a name. We can just call it the Alex did, Drake. Oh, We're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. It's called the Alex Drake, it is. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and then we're going to be. Little man who came in from the rain. A little, little bit of five man band if we have some time at the end. I think we'll have some time. I don't think we have that much to discuss. We're made of time. Thor Ragnarok. It's always harder when we do the discussions of stuff in the theaters we don't have it there in front of us to pick apart so. yeah we don't it's nice because we don't sit around making notes mm-hmm. maybe we can call it the uh the hammer pulled you off <laughs> we'll get there so taylor's new song call it what you want what would you call it uh fantastic really i i enjoy this much more than gorgeous and um i think it's a more complete single than the first one Ooh, I like this. It's like music critic language, you know. Um, music criticism is so awful. It is awful, but it's so wishy washy. It's so of the moment. It's it's like the least specificity required. You know what I mean? Oh, you're just channeling uh, Andy Greenwald right now. I love it. I I really am not as familiar with Andy Greenwald as you are. You the have like specificity a, is a that's a Greenwald word. Oh, is it? Sure, I would yeah. say you have a serious hate boner for that so guy. So specific and considered, it just it's just full of joy. You should talk like that. I mean, isn't this kind of like like you said? You're lashing out. Like you, you want to be one of the uh, intelligentsia of the uh, hot take world? No, not really. Okay, what is what is it you want to be? Well. I want to be a writer. What do you want to be? Well, I mean, in the podcast world. Um, I know you want to be John Lovett. Well, don't we all? Well, I mean, <laughs> you aim for the John Lovett, you become the John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was almost worthy of John Lovitz. I was going to say, <laughs> that one just came to me. That, <laughs> that shitty wordplay. Um, no, I was going to say, like, music criticism is so about just being persuasive in the moment. I feel like. Um, I feel like the entire purpose of music criticism is for the quote unquote cool kids to continue to strive to define what the cool kids are listening to. But it's taste is 
I don't know. It's like the tides. It comes and goes. And and at the same time, I could read a really good argument about why this album is a 5.4 on Pitchfork. And then I could hear some kids talk about how they connected with it and what it means to them and why it's good. What does it mean to you? Which? This song? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I've only heard it twice. So I was talking about this on the, on the way over here earlier tonight. And uh, I don't know. Like Taylor's lyrics are not always great. And I kind of love them for it because it's of the pop genre that she's in. Isn't it better to be like relatable than deep? Am I accurate in stating that you've only listened to songs off this album in 1989? I know I've heard a couple of other tracks okay. from previous albums, um, you know, like in, in waiting rooms, lobbies, what have you. I kind of feel like her lyrics are subpar on all the stuff we've heard from this album so far. You, you prefer her older lyrics? Yes. Educate me. Tell me more about I just, your I, deep knowledge her, and how her far older back you go. stuff. I mean, I've only go back to red, but like her older stuff seems <laughs> perhaps a little more youthful, but somehow more mature at the same time. Okay. Like less. I don't know. I feel like maybe Taylor's going through that phase you go through where you're in your mid twenties and you're just feeling really 22. It, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's party time, <laughs> but she's like 27 or something now. Well, I mean, there is definitely a phoniness to this. Like she's really like, I think she really thinks she's hitting it out of the park with some of these fucking lyrics. It's, it's too referential to her own fame, which I, I find distasteful. Well, it's, it's one thing for to me to now have called reputation. Yeah, I know. It's it's one thing to me to have lyrics that are kind of like obliquely personal, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to be like, "Oh, you're talking about what happened last summer that everyone knows about." Like that to me is not very interesting. Yeah. Again, that was a fantastic email, Kendra. But I think that maybe the fact that somebody could pull that much out of it is probably a problem. What do you mean? Like. uh I don't know, just that there are so many references in that one single and the lyrics and the video and what have you to this ongoing drama that is her life. Uh, but like I'm looking at the lyrics for Call It What You Want and just the the I brought a knife to a gunfight line. I mean, that's obviously about Kimye and all that bullshit, right? Well, I mean, I, I'm barely listening to some of the lyrics until we get to what is it the the liars are calling me one or something like that? I just want to call out one lyric in particular, which I'm just not sure who approved this one. And she's talking about her lover, and then a few lines later it rhymes it with trust him like a brother, which I just don't know why you go there with that lyric. But that's a weird thing to say about a boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought that she could have said that it was like rolling like thunder. Under the covers. Under yeah. the covers, yeah. I just don't know if a boyfriend ever wants to be trusted like a brother. I don't know. Callers, let us know. (laughs) That's all I have on this song. It's fine. Where would you rank this? Uh, Maybe better than Welcome to New York, but... I meant the the last couple singles, sorry. This album. Oh, um... I don't know. I like. I, I assume it won't be good because you're like maybe better than Welcome to New York. That's a really bad song. I love how like just you're never afraid to go for like the backhanded. <laughs> your backhand is your front hand. I calls him <laughs> like I sees him. 
you know? I don't think you do. I do. <laughs> You're like, I, I slyly, shittily refer to them as I see them. <laughs> uh. I, I gotta be true to myself. <laughs> I mean, this is probably in the better of the songs. I don't know. I'm not sure how I'd rank them right now. Did I ask you how how's Sean Aston in the uh in the Stranger Things? I asked you that, didn't I, earlier? Heroic. Is he heroic? That make you feel good? Mm-hmm. I mean he's dating Winona Ryder. <laughs> so it's like you're dating Winona Ryder. Exactly. Okay. It's exactly what it's like. Word. When we get done, I gotta go watch Mr. Mom with my own writer. <laughs> I can think of worse things. That's not a bad is that the that's not the michael keaton, michael keaton movie. yeah okay yeah that's not a bad movie i think from that era i really remember dream team with every keaton. so often the duffer brothers show their age or lack thereof in their references do you how much do you know about them how old are they uh they i'm pretty sure they were born in 84 so you know oh shit do with that what you will anyway a lot of people like stranger things so i'm not gonna say anything else about it right now Just i'll wait for you to catch up okay you want to talk about the potential Lord of the Rings TV series? <laughs> sure. Okay. It sounds like you have an opinion. Um, whatever. <laughs> it just <laughs> go on. I just it's I, I it gets so I don't know. So whenever you get to the development stage of news, like this is being discussed, I feel like there's either like yeah that sounds great, or I really hate it, or there's just a wide chasm of like. I don't know. I how, how involved would this be? How big will they go? I don't think I want to see one chapter per episode because that will take for fucking ever. Um, I could see like a uh, Game of Thrones thing where it's like you got a couple chapters mixed together potentially because uh, you're going to have to split it up a little bit, aren't you? You have to move some things around. How many seasons would you see this running for? I would... Uh, not in like a self-referential podcast comedic way. I like to see like a tight five, like like five seasons, five what, seasons to get it over with. What if you went six? And then what if in those? So you have like a whole six thing. seasons. You have one chapter per episode, like what I was talking about. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's not that much. Six seasons in a movie. But how does chapter one of Fellowship of the Rings end? As it end? Yeah. Uh, with Bilbo leaving. I Do think. you have copies of the books here? I mean, I have it on my computer if you want me to pull it. You don't it have like physical copies of it here? You have Witcher oh, books. I don't think I have physical copies have, right now. You have X-Wing books and Witcher books. I have been debating, and I can show you my Amazon history, about buying like this leather-bound copy of each of the books. And I just I haven't pulled the trigger yet because none of them are on Prime. I like how you brought that up. Yeah, show me your Amazon history. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get into that. I mean, uh, that seems a little indulgent. Talk about content. Let's get into your Amazon mm-hmm. history. Is there good stuff on there? History of purchases or, or what I've looked at. Oh, let's do both. Do both. Let's start with what you let's start with your purchases and then let's get what you looked at. Let's look at the things that you considered but then didn't buy. I, mean, I can let me just tell you my recent viewed items is Armada by Ernest Klein, uh a iPhone car mount situation. Okay. The Book of Dust, which I bought. A bunch of USB C hubs for a MacBook Pro. Hmm. Super Mario Odyssey, and then lots of Porg stuff. And of course, a Jaina Solo action figure. You bought that? No, I just looked at it. Oh, okay. This is the stuff you looked at. Mm-hmm. 
See, I think it's interesting that you're not showing me. You're just telling me. You can come around and look. I have to like. Would I? You, you really think I'd lie to you? That's not this kind of podcast. Mm. You don't trust me. I bought the uh, the three pork moon shirt last night. Oh, you found one. Um, I don't think it's probably a really great one, but I wanted something in the oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Twenty seventeen, baby. It's the year of corgs and porgs. Yes. Um. Obviously, I I am down for a Lord of the Rings TV show. I'm not sure about Amazon. My only exposure to them is the Man of the High Castle series, which is super boring. But um, I really think this would like supposedly Apple wants to get into the the business. This would be the perfect property for them to write a check for. Hmm. It's not too like the, supposedly there's an article that said they didn't want like Game of Thrones level like violence or sex. You know, they wanted a little more family friendly. Hmm. Kind of perfect for Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Six seasons. 10 episodes each. You can do about a chapter an episode. Here's There's what I want. plenty of good material. There. I want to hear like an amazing showrunner. I think. I think I don't yeah. want to just hear some like what's this Bob what's his face, you know, guy who's just done sure. some some stupid shows. What's that guy's name? Scott. What's the Defenders guy? He's done he did Iron Fist and Defenders he, in well, like the last sure season of Dexter. The guy who did Iron Fist and the Defenders. Yeah, no, he's like like known among TV fans for being like a terrible showrunner. I don't want like any Jeff Loeb's. No, no, you gotta get rid of Jeff Loeb for sure. I don't want any Dave Filoni's. Nope. No scrubs in this show. I'm looking up his name right now. And I can't find it. I want two people. That's what I want. I want. Uh, I think you need a team. I mean, I I think it goes without saying. In case you hadn't gathered by now, I'm not a huge fan of the Peter Jackson movie, so I have no emotional resistance. Be like, no, it's too soon. Those movies are perfect. Like that doesn't. This is all that doesn't exist in my dojo. Garbage master plan of yours, just to make me watch those movies again. I mean, just, I keep threatening just, it, just to get the prophecy mm-hmm. to come to pass. Oh, I just want to. Lord of the Rings adaptation where the hobbits are real characters. Let me ask you a question. Are you, are you starting with the hobbit in your version of the show? No, no, you know, just Lord of the Rings. Okay. Now that the hobbit is such a different tonal story that I think it's a mistake to try to adapt it the same way. Yeah. I want two people. I want like, uh, what's a, what's the game of Thrones guy game? name again benioff and wise benioff so i want a guy who's written a couple i don't of novels. think that guy wants no to no, no, no. but i want i want like him where like he's written a couple of novels and a couple of screenplays and then it's like you're like this doesn't sound right for this kind of material and then it's like you want actually the, really good you want the choice that sounds really bad <laughs> i want to be i want to be more than pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i want to hear i want to hear exciting showrunners and then i want to I want to just start hearing like fucking awesome casting. Maybe. I mean, it, who the hell was Sophie Turner or Maisie Williams or Kit Harrington or, you know, I mean, I, but I feel like you're going to need a few names. You need a few names. Yeah. yeah. You, you need a, your Gandalf is going to be known. You're going to need right? a little bit more than like Charlie from lost. Yeah. You know, and uh, your boy, Sean Astin, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, your Gandalf would definitely be a name probably aragorn maybe i mean i he'd probably be somewhat known because because they someone from the castle like they Spartacus went or they something. went and fucked the opportunity to uh bend over backwards to get down day lewis they don't want to do it i just wanted i, just I wouldn't wanted, have done it if i was him i just wanted all the money in the world to be like dropped on his doorstep 
I don't think he'd do it, unfortunately. I think I think he thought it was too similar to Last Mohicans. No. <laughs> Stay alive. We'll find you. Defenders. What did you think when uh, Mogwai hit that guy's heart? Do you think? I thought it was cool. You thought that looks good? I mean, I, I, probably when I was young, it was like kind of creepy, like, you know. Did you do scary, but like you couldn't look away when you watch it? Did you do one of these things where you were like, like you wonder what it tastes like? No, you seem to think I'm some sort of cannibal. You were talking about people you would eat earlier. You asked. <laughs> you you had answers ready to go. I'm just I'm a worst case scenarioist, you know. <laughs> what you call a worst case scenario, Bison calls a Tuesday. I'm going to find the name of this fucking showrunner. I know he did Iron Fist. I know he was responsible for the end of Dexter. Scott Buck. That's his name. That guy's hated among TV viewers. So don't get that guy. What the fuck? I think he might have been responsible for like the Inhumans too or something. I don't know. He's terrible. Ooh, he's got some, uh, some everybody loves Raymond on his, uh, his resume. He's got some, some coach. I mean, it is getting a little thin out there talent-wise, I feel like. He's the showrunner for Inhumans. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's what I said. But yeah, I don't, I don't know who they would get for a Lord of the Rings TV show. It would be a massive production. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, uh, what's, what's happening with Drew Goddard right now? I just saw his name in front of something. Um, he's not actually doing that Venom movie, is he? Oh, he's involved with This Is... Or not This Is Us, uh, The Good Place. He's... He's involved with that somehow. I don't know how much. They would be fools in that show to not scoop up Ryan Johnson for an episode of Direct. Of The Good Place? Yeah, he's been like praising that show like crazy. Okay. Let his agent know. That show's gotten really good in season two, guys. Hmm. Um, okay, so who would you... Who, who, you got to have like, like a Frodo, I feel like you need... You need either a Frodo or a Sam who are well-known. You need an Aragorn... And maybe like the Not, uh, the nothing against my boy Sean Astin, he he put in a lot of effort. I'll I'll give him that for uh, the Lord of the Rings since, movies. But I'd like a I'd, he's your... I'd like an actual Englishman for that role. <laughs> um, oh, what's the thing from Harry Potter? He's not your spirit animal. He's your uh, your Patronus. Patronus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and since he's you, mm-hmm. were, were all of his choices like? Would you have made those choices if you were doing the role? No. Would you have been more like peaches and cream? Uh, Peter Jackson doesn't know how to direct actors. That's the problem there. <laughs> but I think you want someone from the UK. Someone, or at least who can very, very convincingly do an accent and not, I mean, he was, his accent was okay, but you could tell he was doing an accent. Hmm. It didn't sound like this guy's a working class British guy, you know? Which one? Sean Astin. Oh, Mr. Samwise. That's right. Mr. Frodo. Is he the one who does the thing where he's like, this right here, this is the farthest I've yeah. ever been from home? Yeah, with like a vaguely Irish accent. Now let's something. have third lunch. <laughs> That's Pippin. <laughs> and pre dinner. Huh. Because the hobbits are funny idiots. Ha ha ha. Yeah, because also Peter Jackson fucking hates the hobbits. He's not interested in them. 
He's, just, he'd rather be telling shit. a story about Eric Norn. I can't remember. Is there a bunch of shit with like uh, Sharky at the end of his Return of the King? No, no, they completely cut the scoring. Okay, yeah. Would you split up seasons three and four the way they would be in the books, where you just like don't see Frodo and Sam for a whole season? I don't think the powers that be at a network would let you. What was that? A fucking ice cube just exploded. Hmm. That was weird. Hmm. That's a hot take you got there. <laughs> My Alex Drake got splashed all over me. That was weird. It's going to splash all over you. He's not family. Um, I don't think the network would let you do that. Are you going to be okay? You? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I mean, if he could put Bran on ice for a whole season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but I, who... Were the brand heads like really like breaking down the gates of HBO and like demanding? Well, don't you think like let's theoretically say it's like it's time for season four of the Lord of the Rings TV show. Your dude who's playing Aragorn, your dude playing Legolas, they probably got a little bit of juice now. You don't think maybe they'd want a year off? Yeah, I'm sure they want a year off, which is exactly why the network's like, fuck no. We need we need our well, they're in contract. We whatnot, need our but... contextual Jon Snow in place. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you could do it. But I think part of the joy for a lot of the book fans, like the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, was a little bit of that, like that hand waving, like, oh yeah, how are they going to do this? How are they going to do that? Like, how are they going to do the fucking Blackwater? Mm-hmm. How? Oh shit, it's it's red wedding time. I'm going to film my friend. I would I would split them apart like they are in the books. Okay, but apparently a lot of people think that's insane. Uh, so okay, I. Here's my question. I'm not. I don't remember. It's been years since I've read those books. Mm-hmm. Walk me through chapter one as best you remember. Let's talk about this pilot that you're pitching here. That's just the party. Okay. Bilbo playing his joke and running away and leaving the ring. Okay. So it's a lot of like backstory, talking about how shitty some of the people in the Shire are. I feel like there's. If you actually do a close reading of the book, there's plenty of good material there. Most people just they only think of it in terms of like Bilbo leaves the ring and like that's the only thing that happens in that chapter. There's plenty of good character work okay. you could do there. I mean, there's no action scene, so I don't, you know if you're looking for that. I mean, this is a bold take you're pitching here. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- so where where in the show would be? Is what is the chapter? Is it called Shadow of the Past? That's the second chapter. That's the second chapter. Mm-hmm. I think of the Council thinking? of Elrond. Okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's the, like the 50 page one. Yeah. Okay. Where's that fall? Is that like season two? Well, yeah, that's book two. So oh, is it book two? Okay. I, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Um so, uh, hot hot question here. Mm-hmm. Tom Battle. I would be okay oh, not writing that guy in. Okay. He, he okay. doesn't well, if he were, I suppose he could write him in, but maybe lose some of the singing. I don't know. Like to me, that's the one thing where it's like it's such an, a self-indulgent move by Tolkien. He serves no real purpose. Um, I don't think you really need him. <laughs> he's, just, he's really only there to help him out of the old forest and then rescue them from the I'm barrows. just picturing those like shitty like Entertainment Weekly like tweets where it's just like, we're going to talk about that Tom Bombadil episode. <laughs> yeah. Here's what fans are saying. <laughs> Is the, let's see. I think that's here's Patton be, Oswalt's take on Tom Bombadil. That, that would be episode about. 107. Theoretically, it's, it'd be like is episode 107 of the Lord of the Rings even worse than episode 207 of Stranger Things? Ooh. 
Anyway, that's all I had to say about the Lord of the Rings. You were going to make a point about Stranger Things earlier, and I cut you off rudely. Do you remember it? I'm sure I don't. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, moving on. Let's talk about Thor. Okay. What'd you think of Thor Ragnarok? So the so the hammer pulls you off? Oh my god, the hammer pulls you off? Yeah. Sounds like you had an intimate relationship with this tool. It's tough to talk about a comedy because all you want to do mm-hmm. is repeat the funny lines. Um, but I would think? I would throw out has there been a more consistently fun Marvel movie? Hmm. Uh, personally, I feel like the first Guardians movie maybe gelled a little bit better. Okay. Secondly, has there been more of a Marvel movie that was just a straight up video game? Was this a video game? It felt so much like this is like the cool VHS tape cutscenes of like a video game. Like Guardians 2 is pretty video game-ish too. I mean, literally. Right off the bat, I feel like I'm playing some old like PS2 game of like, you're probably wondering how Thor ended up in this spot. And then he fights some kind of like burning demon monster man. Searcher. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad name. Is it from the straight up Norse legends? It's from something or other, but Sir Tur just phonetically doesn't sound like anything. Well, I feel like he was like throwing away too. Oh, because well, he's doing his like weird Thor accent where he's like Seta. Yeah, you're like what? <laughs> I said Seta. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Um, if I had to like throw out a hot take though, I do feel like some of the comedy might have been coming at the expense of character moments here oh and there. thor is never ever really in danger even when he's getting like well not even that but like it's ground. like you know we're gonna spoil obviously yeah like uh, his dad dies at one point he gets his eye cut out at one point and it feels like the movie's been so jokey that those moments don't really land like usually in a marvel movie they'll have the jokes but they have these big emotional beats that actually hit you know mm-hmm. like when tony finds out that the winter soldier killed his mom. Like that's like a real dramatic moment there, even though there've been a ton of jokes in the movie. Whereas I feel like in this, it's like the movie just doesn't even care enough to try to hit those emotional beats. No. And I think Marvel movies, uh, they're never fully complete movies to me. See what's his name's video on like the lack of consistently good scores and stuff. But did like, you watch the response to that vi- video? No, what was that? The every, talking about the every frame of painting video about the score in Marvel movies. There's a really good response that's basically like, you're entirely wrong about why the scores are bad. Like, not that the scores aren't bad, but it, it goes into like temp music and why how it's been used forever. Well, I know like there was a big thing of Guardians of the Galaxy where like Tyler Bates, I think it was Tyler Bates. He's Tyler Bates, the composer of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Uh, like, straight up copied. Uh, some of the temp tracks that he was given like he, they, I'm gonna the, have to google that and put it in the show notes now um no but that's like like you can go listen to like the temp tracks for like the original star wars and you'll be like whoa <laughs> that sounds really fucking familiar like it's it's not that the video was saying it's not the temp tracks necessarily it's that uh they re- less and less they use actual orchestras to record with mm-hmm. they do it all in a computer and a computer is really good at making certain sound certain types of sounds like drums and kind of uh percussive symphony which is basically what all Hans Zimmer soundtracks sound like and so it's kind of like chicken and the egg like is it because these type of sounds are so easily reproducible that this is where Hans Zimmer went or it was this just what he was into 
and that's why everything sounds like this now. But side note, speaking of bullshit, um, going from Hans Zimmer to Danny Elfman, upgrade or downgrade? I'm not sure. I I think that's the answer. <laughs> I feel like like what was the last good score Hans Zimmer did in your opinion? Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. I don't enjoy it as much as, uh, say, like Inception. I, but last good. Yeah. The, the only thing, the only good thing I will ever say about uh, any of the DC EU movies is that I do like the Superman theme they came up with. There is some good tracks that I have that I keep from the Superman Man of Steel. But I feel like that was when it started. You started to get into this Hans Zimmer vibe, like where it's just like lots of drums and kind of, you know, quick strings like uh, it starts to sound like if you go listen to that and then it goes in like anything he's done the past five years it all kind of sounds the same well he's 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 good at like occasionally finding this really deep riff and just hitting it harder and harder and harder mm-hmm. um more I didn't, and more drums yeah i i didn't love his score for interstellar i think it was one of the weaker parts of the movie just because i didn't care for the mixture like, of, when he fell asleep on the organ yeah, the, the funeral organ the, mm-hmm. that was terrible uh also, show notes. How how big do you go on the show notes since we're all over the place and inside baseball? You never look at them? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way you can find out how big I go on the show notes, you know. Headcanon.org. Can you put in um the uh what's the video you used to share people with uh uh Saruman the la 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 <laughs> That has nothing to do with the conversation, but yes, I will put that in. All right, in speaking there. of okay, I'll 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 segue from that. What were some of the songs in the uh, the other trailer for Murder on Express? Oh, see, that's then I got to explain a whole joke, though. You know, you got time. Uh, maybe I'll put that in the show notes as well. <laughs> uh, it was about the teaser. I mean, it's like an old reference, but it, was it Imagine Dragons? Was the song it ended with? Like some dude on Reddit just kept on cutting in other songs at the end. I was, I know, I kissed a girl by Katy Perry is one of them. I think the It's Always Sunny theme. Did they do the, uh, what was that one song? The, let the bodies hit the floor. No, drum? not that one. They did Shaggy. It wasn't me. I know that. <laughs> oh, I know that mustache. All right. What did you want? The troll little song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that little clip of Daisy Ridley and the Murder on the Express. I have not watched it. I'm trying to stay clean. Hercules Porridge. I know your mustache. Um, Sounds like we really want to talk about Thor. <laughs> I I enjoyed the movie you're right there's there's it feels like thor has very little stakes but also just physically he's never really hurt no, I mean, he's like god he's a little sore but like they should have played up so many moments when he loses the eye like it should have freaked him out more it should have been grosser it should have at least affected his death perception or something it should have affected him in some fashion i want really didn't i want to throw out like a real tortured metaphor here um is this one you were like struggling to write? No, I wasn't struggling. Guys, I just want to point out corollary. Yeah, when you had to look up the spelling of corollary, but Benjamin Light, he sits at his computer before we record and he says, "Time, what was it? Time to turn on the hot takes." Is that what you said? I might have said that. And then he uh, he makes a face and he just really starts furiously typing. It's not furious. Oh, so specific and considered. <laughs> corollary. Calvacated joy? Would you say? It's just so full of joy. It's so vital. <laughs> Irrevocably vital. Mm-hmm. My tortured metaphor. You don't watch the NFL, obviously. Obviously. The, the NFL has kind of sucked for the past few years. 
And I don't know if it's just a combination of me just not feeling it anymore versus the sport actually sucking versus like the whole concussion thing or whatnot. But I feel like a really big mistake the NFL made was they forced Thursday night football on a populace that didn't really want it. And the Thursday night football games fucking suck because uh, their players are on like two days rest. Mm-hmm. Their games always are terrible. They're sloppy. Like they're just not fun. And I feel like they thought like the NFL is like, oh, we got another primetime night of the week. We're making shitloads of ad money. Like it's all good. But what they're really doing is they're training their audience to, to know that they don't need to watch football all the time. They've, they've trained the NFL fans to say, yeah, I don't really need to watch this game. Where before it was like Sunday, it's Sunday. You got to watch football. And now they've, they've learned that eh, not all football is that important. Maybe I'll skip it. And I feel like Marvel is in danger with this movie of training their audience not to care about their characters because they're just making it so, so much of an outright parody that I do feel like this could be dangerous long term for them because of that. I'm sending my thoughts and prayers to your football concerns. Uh, I like that you brought that up because uh, obviously you know what we named Thursday after. Thursday. That's right. Uh, so let's talk about some things that, are, that worked. Tessa Thompson. It's fantastic, I think, in this movie. Things that didn't work. Not enough Kate Blanchett. The usual Marvel I would say not problem. enough. I would say that... Not, not there developed were, enough. There were like three different cutaways to Asgard where... She was just like, exposition. Let me explain hey, why Carl I'm a villain. Urban, let's go yeah. do this thing. Come on, Carl Urban. I got to I gotta talk to you. Stop looking conflicted while I monologue. Yeah, um, it's my, it's apparently my Kate Blanchett impression. Yes. It is shocking to me. Uh, she, she would be fantastic. Give her a fucking monologue. They handled her character development as like BT dubs. You have a sister, Thor. She's going to be here in like 35 seconds on screen. We're going to give her as much development as we did like Sherlock's sister in season four of that show. I don't know if you'd want to give Sherlock's sister any more development because that was just bad. But but you have a great actress. You have a great character. You have a great look. I think the problem with that character is that she can only be so jokey. Well, okay, so... I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I worry not just that you could train your audience to look away. I like that Marvel in the last three or four years has been very much about like, let's try a genre out for each thing. Like the, I guess the idea is that Infinity War might be like kind of a heist movie, but like the whole 70s paranoia thing for Captain America, this, that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's like, this is like a little bit like, uh, hey guys, remember that kind of crazy. 70s slash 80s aesthetic of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Let's uh let's tweak that a little bit. Let's get a little uh colorful. Um let's get a little kiwi, basically. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that yeah. I'll be honest, the first time Korg appeared on screen, I was not here for him. Like <laughs> I was just like, are we doing are we doing the whole he's a CGI guy, but he talks normal? Like, I feel like I was over this, like in like an episode of angel you know there like you but like he 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 kept coming back and it just kept being better i think the hammer pulling you off thing was a big part of that and i think it was when he gets the gun and he's just like the revolution has begun or like there's just something about the delivery that just like it it wore me down over time until like i was just waiting for him to show up again mm-hmm. yeah, he was good apparently his weird little guy meek or whatever is like actually a villain or something i think i saw something where like the Kevin Feige or whatever that guy's name is wants to like 
see if they could like spin those guys off into their own thing or something. Well, I like guess that. they were they were going it's to. It's just like, what if I did this instead of a female Avengers movie? I think they were going to, and then it doesn't fit into the the number of movies that they're trying to push out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they supposedly have plans. I can't remember the name of the fucking guy. God damn it! But uh, like he reminded me a little bit Which of guy? the Chaos Demon from Buffy. Which guy? The uh, Chaos Demon from Buffy. Korg. Korg. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the the simple one note joke that they stuck with so purely that it eventually just fucking worked. Um, I would say it eventually stopped working, but yeah, for a while it was right in those sweet spots. Well, I, yeah. By the end, I think. Uh, oh, Meek's dead. It's been carrying him around. Oh no, I was that. talking about the Chaos Demon on Buffy. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Just that cutaway in Fool for Love, as he's standing there the whole time. <laughs> you two uh, clearly have a, a thing going on here. God damn it! What is his name? I used to know this. Is Bruce Banner like dead now or something? Or just all of his limbs or, are broken? Or just never coming back? Because he said if the Hulk took over, that might be it. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. How bull would it be if, like, for the next couple of movies, every time they call Ruffalo, they're just like, get ready for your mocapping? Does he do mocapping? I don't know. I mean, he's got to do something for the facial work, I right? I guess he does. Yeah, I don't know. It's not his voice, right? It's still. I think it's. I think what's it's his, his voice? No, no. For it's Thor, not for, for Ringo. Hulk. It's not Are you for, sure? Yeah. I'm gonna Google that. Anyways, well, I guess what we're saying while you're googling that is, this was a really enjoyable Jeff Goldblum documentary, mm-hmm. and I would watch it again for Shersies. starring Jeff Goldblum. As yeah. Himself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Goldblum. Very minimal screen time when you think about it, but like he just dominated that whole section of the movie. It's a little fucking like keyboard he's playing. <laughs> like again, this when you talk about comedy, it's like you know you're just like, oh, remember this funny part, you know? But Goldblum with the keyboard and just everything about it, it was like they were just like, just do the full Goldblum. Well, this is and like, he just went with it. I've never seen Fly of the Concords except I feel like I did last night. Like I just was just waiting for like Jermaine Clement to show up and have like a, a CGI role. Stevenson is in this movie. Oh, he's oh, Volstag. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The They're, Warriors 3 went out like some pansies, man. I guess you could say the one guy is potentially still around. Hogan? Hogan, yeah. Well, with the giant fucking spear so, through okay, his gut. This is my point. Asgardians. It's like we know a little bit from Norse legends. Everything else, it's like, oh, they're kind of, sort of, you know, they're just like, it's like crazy space aliens. But at the same time, shouldn't every Asgardian be crazy strong and powerful? As far as I know from doing no research at all, every Asgardian is like more powerful than a human. Okay. But the royal family is like extra. But did they all have like like some bullshit thing? Like like I'm Chip, the, the god of like never properly giving sure. a compliment I, I, think he, I think the gods are just part of the royal family okay ken watanabe was in that wow okay. but so like uh hella hella i know <laughs> but like hella is just like really good at bringing like knives out of fucking everything i guess yeah i think she might have other powers in the comic i'm not sure she just yeah generates lots of knives all right it just doesn't really say but that did not sound like ruffalo at all doing the hulk voice i'm pretty sure i read that Ferengo did it in, in the avengers movie uh, 
I thought it was Clancy Brown doing Surtur. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you got got Sam Neill as uh, I forgot the fucking dad's name. Odin. Odin in the the play. Then you got Matt Damon. Oh, that was actually Zachary Levi that they brought back to get killed off in like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, well, he's got to go beef up for Shazam, which who gives a fuck? Um, and then it was the uh, the Tom Berenger Hemsworth you said as Thor. Why do you call him the Tom Berenger? Because he looks exactly and sounds like Tom Berenger, like young Tom Berenger. Doesn't Tom Berenger have like a big fucking mustache? No, you're thinking of Sam Neill, Sam Elliott. You're thinking of Sam Elliott. No, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm thinking of Tom Selleck, but how could you Tom confuse Barringer. Tom Selleck and Tom Berenger? I don't know. Maybe I don't know what Tom Berenger looks like. No, that guy doesn't look like Luke Hemsworth. Disagree. Oh yeah, Luke Hemsworth just looks like this is the like Westworth off- Hemsworth, right? Yeah, he just looks like off-brand Thor to me. I mean, this is the Westworth. Mm-hmm. He's no Liam. Surprised in season two of that show they don't have like a Hemsworld world. Hemsworld. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. I'd watch that. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else to say about Thor Ragnarok? Uh, Carl Urban. I feel like he's he's fine in this movie, but just in general, I feel like he's criminally underused. Was he in any of the previous ones? No. Because at one point he says to someone like, it's me, Scourge. And I'm like, am I supposed to remember you? I mean, I think that's a joke in itself. Okay. I, Carl Urban is too good. Like he gets saddled with like the weirdest roles. I mean, even when he was like Aomer, he was like saddled with like nothing lines of dialogue. Oh, I remember you hated him then. Because he sucked. Yeah. Sorry. Really... I like Carl Urban, but he sucked as Aomer. Yeah. You really fucking hated him mm-hmm. then. I was like kind of worried about Carl Urban for a while. Carl Urban's going to be just fine. I, I want to like call his people and be like, look, it's probably going to be nothing. I'm like the only one who liked that almost human show, I think. But this guy looks like a pissed off Sean Aston might be coming for your guy. <laughs> oh, murder cops? Yeah. Yeah. They just murdered everyone. So there was a bit in the pilot where it's like he doesn't like the, the shit he's getting from his, uh, his partner. So he just pushes him out of the car and he gets run over by the mm-hmm. passing cars. The problem with that in a in a pilot is how do you cons- maintain that consistent level? You maintain it by his partner saying like his robot partner says something effective like you need to get laid and he's like no I don't and he's like his he's partner like, your balls. his partner has like X ray vision he's like no I just scanned your balls they're like loaded up with uh, extra semen right now like you're due and that's the kind of TV I want to watch and let's let it be said if I ever have a robot partner let me know when my balls are full. Mm. Just give you a little alert, a little yeah, notification. Yeah. I mean, if my phone could do it, mm-hmm. save a world of trouble. Can you, can your iPhone X do that? It cannot. No, like a little beep. It's just not like as a, far as I know. <laughs> your balls are full. <laughs> the fact is, when you have an iPhone X, they're not full. <laughs> do we have anything else to say about Thor Ragnarok? I'm sure we could. I mean, so what was your what was your comment? Your Front-handed comment that I always pitch a new podcast, like the Goldblum podcast. Oh no, no, no Goldblum podcast, not for us anyway. Oh, Stephen, you're rescuing me. Bold. What <laughs> <laughs> would you say your be your top five Jeff Goldblum performances? Oh my god, I don't know. I'd have to look at his IMDb. I I think 
this and the life aquatic would definitely both be up there and i think you got to give it up for the original dr malcolm there who's coming back for the sequel sure is bd wong coming back for a sequel i think so that's the only good thing about jurassic world yeah it's like halfway through the movie bd wong is like wait a minute i'm a ridiculous supervillain in a bad movie i'm just gonna ham it up pd wong might be like a bond villain in real life <laughs> he almost makes me want to watch that gotham show oh is he in that yeah he's he's dr hugo strange i'm still not sure if that would get me to watch that show that show just sounds fucking nuts like they just don't give up like they can't believe i gave it 10 episodes it was awful i feel like they're like trump in the white house they're just like impeach me <laughs> cancel us please we're gonna do anything to get get thrown out of this i never saw the fly no i don't think i have either honestly what are you googling there uh i was trying to google there's a scene that's one of my favorite Jeff Goldblum scenes from a movie. Oh, we're just going to watch it right now? No, I was just going to um, share it with you for the show notes. Okay. But uh, I don't think YouTube possesses it. Mm. It's right. from uh, Run, Ronnie, Run. Oh, I haven't seen that now. The Mr. Sh- one of the Mr. Show movies. That's, mm. that's one of my favorite. Yeah, I mean, all movies. in all, I, easily the best Thor movie. Mm. Um, in, the, in the greater Marvel pantheon, I'm not sure where I would rank it. I think like Winter Soldier is still better. Civil War was probably better. I mean, it was, I don't know, it's hard to rank because this is such an outright comedy. I'd I would probably put, I'll put this maybe below Guardians 1, but above Guardians 2. I'd say it's a top 10 movie, but not a top 5. Sure. Uh, it's just a fun. It's funny that it's the first Marvel movie we're talking about, even though theoretically we started headcanon knowing we would talk about Marvel movies. What would you rather start? What Odyssey would you rather get on? The Marvel movies or the Lord of the Rings movies? I think the Marvel movies would be more satisfying for our listeners because I don't think anyone wants to listen to me bitch and moan about the adaptation choices Peter Jackson made for like six episodes straight. God. It, and our listeners are getting exactly. off easy because it's only like a couple hours for them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we have to watch... 18 fucking hours. We wouldn't have to do them all. I mean, we could just do like phase one or something. I'd be like drinking and just wanting to take it back to like Lee Pace riding a giant moose. It's, it's not like a Marvel movie is that hard to watch. Like it goes down easy. It, it's it's you like a, it's like a SoCo and Lemonade. It goes down. You easy. say that and then Mickey Rourke is in your screen. It's just one movie. There's a lot of and good- Sam. Rockwell? Sam Rockwell. There are good things about Iron Man 2, and then there's Mickey Rourke. What were some of the good things, you think? You know, at the time, everyone said all the setting up the Avengers stuff was the bad parts, but I feel like those are the good parts now. Because <laughs> hmm. I'd rather watch those scenes, like scenes with Black Widow, scenes with Coulson or um, Nick Fury, than watch fucking Mickey Rourke and a stupid bird. Brought his own bird. Mm-hmm. Even Rockwell, I think if he was by himself, would have been more palatable. Yeah. Was it Whiplash? It was like they Whiplash, combined yeah. two characters and they called him Whiplash. Yeah, and it was a little too, like, it seems like, what if we had like three Iron Man movies now? 
where the villain was basically just like the hero. Well, I guess the Mandarin was a little bit different, but like the first two Iron Man movies are like the villain is just making another suit too. Yeah. Anyway, maybe at some point in the future we'll do Marvel movies. I don't know. Well, it's kind of funny that the Marvel movies. We're, I mean, we're going to do Murder on the Orient Express next week for sure. Right? Yeah. That's this weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, I want to get so drunk when we watch that. Really? Okay. Well, let me ask you. For every scene that starts with the mustache, how many drinks? What do you mean starts? Well, I guess each new scene that begins with Perot in it and that fucking mustache. I mean, he's going to be in every scene. Don't we? I don't know he's going to be in every scene. Almost I don't think he's going to be in every scene of this action-packed thrill ride. If you had to guess right now without looking up, what do you think its Rotten Tomato score is? There's been 31 reviews. I'm going to go with 67. 65. Wow, not bad. Yeah. I've now watched four out of the five English language adaptations of it, then there were none. Okay. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Oh, man. This could be like a long conversation because I could really talk about this. So you've seen... Oh, why don't we save that conversation for next week? Though? Okay, but you've seen the miniseries. The one that just came out recently? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Okay. Mostly good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. We're going to be talking about Perot and Agatha Christie. It's our Agatha Christie themed podcast next week. The Procast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up for Thor Ragnarok. Apparently, a lot of people have trouble pronouncing that. I love how, how much fun they had saying it within the movie. You know what, uh, what fantasy series mentions Ragnarok a lot? The Witcher? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, on Skellige. Why? Because it's part of their myth. Okay. Although in their myth, Ragnarok is like this great frost that comes, I think, or something like that. So I'm trying to close my eyes and picture Keegan Allen with that wig, just really like tearing into a monologue about the, the coming you know, not to get Ragnarok. To, not to get too starfuckery or anything. Um, Keegan Allen... His girlfriend has blonde hair. Like they would have been a perfect Witcher and Siri for Halloween, but as far as I know, they did not go as that. Hmm. Somewhere right now, the Keegs is listening to this, and he's like, "God damn it! Oh shit! Fuck! That's what I should have been." <laughs> I am going to pull over this car and take a photo of myself looking disappointed in myself. I knew I shouldn't have gone as Kyle Drogo. Did he? No. I could see the Keegs doing like a like a Kylo Ren costume. What was that sacrilege you said earlier today? Oh, uh, your your second favorite Stranger Kid, Finn Wolfhard as young Ben Solo. How dare you! How <laughs> dare you! Oh my God, folks! He almost spit out his food. <laughs> Laugh it up. Oh, the fucking like the look I'm getting is magical. Uh, I hope it tastes as sweet as that drink you're drinking. That's all gone now. Um, but I could see, I could see the Keegs like really killing some, uh, some Polish co- people. Some, <laughs> well, sure, but some uh, some Kylo Ren monologues. The steak up the ass and prop them up and hang them. So I watched. Did I ever, did I talk about the podcast about me watching you play The Witcher? I'm sure we covered it, yeah. Did we with the, the male dancer? I, I just can't fathom a less interesting conversation than you talking about me playing a video game. 
Too bad, because we're going there. No, we're not. Um, heal the past. Are you any better at Mario Kart? Since when? Since the last time I played you. Let's go with no. Mm, okay, keep working on that. I wasn't so hot at Star Fox the other day either. Oh, uh, well, then who cares about Star Fox? But well, like now you need to get I'm, better at battle mode. Now I'm like, possibly I can only get to Star Fox two if I play Star Fox one. Fuck, I have to at least get there. That's a challenge you set for yourself. Not really. You should play Zelda. Yeah, I should play Zelda. I want to get back into the the Mario. Uh, this is Mario, Mario World. World. Yeah. yeah. What's the other one? The other one's like a Mario RPG. There's a couple. I think there's Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island is on there, and then there's Paper Mario. And okay. maybe Paper Mario is different from the Mario RPG, I think. I still can't believe that F-Zero is a one-player game. I gotta Google that, because I, I have, I would swear I've played F-Zero two-player. Like, how do you have a racing game that's only for one player? F-Zero multiplayer. What was the game that we sucked at? Oh, Contra. Yeah, Super Contra. Super Contra. God damn. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're playing Super Contra and go. And then like three seconds later, we're dead. The uh, Super Ghouls and Ghoulies or whatever it's called. That one cracks me up because you start off as a dude like, like Knight in Armor. And the first time you get hit, like all of your armor falls off and you just like run around your underwear. <laughs> okay. I, apparently it was not multiplayer. I don't know. That's crazy to me. I would swear it was. Apparently there's like a part two in Japan or something that was. I always forget that Jeff Goldblum was married to Gina Davis. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Way to go, Jeff Goldblum. All right. We we want to do our five-man band? Sure. That sounded very committal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, should we explain the five-man band? Yeah, we probably should, because I don't think we've ever done it on Headcanon before. Probably not. Let me Google it. Five-man And I don't think everyone's band. listened to all 77 episodes of Time Travel Murder Mystery. Not since we took them off. <laughs> the five-man band, as identified by TVTropes.com, is a group of characters whose members fall into archetypes which all complement one another. and They're a very specific team with skills that contribute to the group in a way oddly analogous to members of a rock band. It can sometimes literally be a musical group, but much more often it's not. So the, the five components of five-man band, and you can find these throughout fiction, like think of like Harry Potter or Star Wars or Game of Thrones or whatever. Uh, so the five-man band has the leader, which uh, should be obvious what that is. The lancer is in contrast to the leader. The lancer is usually like the the second in command, like lieutenant, you know, mm-hmm. and they're usually whatever the, the leader is, the Lancer is different. You know, the leader is strict and uptight. The Lancer is not or vice versa. Then you have the smart guy, AKA keyboardist. Uh, smart guy is the smart one. The big guy who is not smart, but strong. And so originally this was identified as the chick. Although I think the heart is probably a better way to put it as the fifth, fifth person in the group. Uh, just a kind of emotional center of the group. Doesn't have to be a woman. Yeah, like the the heart proxy. Yeah, vocal effects and tambourine. <laughs> so one of the things we like to do is assemble five actors and sort them into a five man band, and then try to come up with uh, like a TV show or a movie for them to be in. Mm-hmm. Now we have four. 
pre-selected. We need one more. So let's go through. We have Dre Davis. Dre Davis will be a fixture in all our five-man bands from now on. Is she replacing Case 2? I think so. Wah, wah, wah. Is that what Dre Davis would say? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine if we only included actors in this that we could do bad impressions of? I can. Probably wouldn't be good. Or maybe it would be terrible. Uh, so Dom Hall Gleason. It's doing all, but yes. Whatever. Like, yeah, we need, to, we need to develop an impression of his American accent. Which is much more considered. Like, like it's always harder. You know what I mean? It's always. Uh, it's all English people do that when they do the American accent. Uh, number three, we have. It's like, like Cumberbatch's English or American accent. Oh, yeah. Which is really oh, by apparent the way, in uh, Thor. Cumberbatch and, and Thor. He didn't work for me. I don't know. How would you feel about that? No. It, it, the whole thing where it kept jump cutting. Yeah. And Thor was dizzy. It, that wasn't working for me. I could. I was so turned off by his like overdone American accent. I didn't care about the accent. I just I felt like it was awkward. The only it was thing, like it was wedged in. The only thing that worked for me was the uh, the the punchline with Loki at the end. That in like throwing his little portal to get rid of them. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like I'm done if you like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. The rest of it felt awkward to me. Well, I think they were trying to synthesize the style of this Doctor Strange movie. Didn't yeah? It, it, I, I kind of wonder if like did Scott Derrickson direct that or something? You know? Or, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, we really should talk about or just point out joyously the uh, the connected tissue for all this bullshit that Tom Hiddleston is on our is making an appearance elsewhere in our, our Taylor Swift podcast. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so lastly, oh, did I say Oscar Isaac? Is that number four? Number you three? Mean, you mean Oscar Isaac? Yes. Oscar um, Isaac. What, what is that? <laughs> And number four, lastly, Tessa Thompson. Not right. lastly, because we're going to have five. Well, of the pre-four, which is I'm Sure, yeah. Now we, we have... Dre to, Davis, Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac, and Tessa Thompson. Now we need at least this is one a, more, maybe two. This we, is a cast that has range. at least one or two where the average person's going to go, who? Who is this? I think most people know three of these people. <laughs> Not everyone knows who Donald Gleason is. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, Dre Davis was General Hux? I think you might be able to imagine it. Oh, I want to. I want to look up specific. This fierce machine. I feel like everyone wants to go to like that speech, but oh, what's the one that just came to my mind? Careful, Ren. Don't let your personal feelings see. I don't. I can't do the voice as good as you. Oh shit. We're just googling Huck Silent. I am just googling Huck Silent because there was a line that I was like, oh, "Man, it'll be worse if I just butcher it." Um, Fire. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> can we? Can I have you do the uh, the how capable are your soldiers? How capable are your soldiers? I won't have you questioning my methods. <laughs> and then you you got to follow up with 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 uh, Finn Wolfhard's uh, Finn Wolfhard Senior's uh, best line. <laughs> Uh, what is this line there? Is it uh, so obviously skilled at committing high treason? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps supreme leader should consider a clone army. I was trying to think of the line where uh, uh, fucking Kylo Ren's like talking to Snoke uh, about whatever. He's like he's like smoothing over this little hiccup, and then Hux shows up, and he's just like, 
uh, Kylo Ren said we didn't need it anymore. All we needed was the girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you get this great close up on uh, what's his name, and he's just like this fucking guy. <laughs> I fucking hate my coworker. I can't wait for more General Armitage Hux in the Last Jedi. Oh, that's right, that's his name. What is it like? He his daddy was a general too. He went to family oh, business. His dad had a great name. I'm trying to think of it now. Yeah, his dad was the original general, like in charge of um, training the, like the new like brainwashed soldiers, and like Hux took it over. <laughs> well, literally the family business. Mm-hmm. Brendel, hmm. Brendel Hux, and Armitage Hux. So you want to talk about Reynolds Wolfcock? No, that's not the name. What is it? Woodcock. Oh, you're confusing Finn Wolfhard and Reynolds Woodcock. I was because we were talking. About we it talked earlier. about that last time. Did we? Mm-hmm. Where were we? The five man band. We need a a fifth member of the band. Yeah, we do. You know who it's not going to be? Goldblum. Finn Wolfhard. You want uh, you want Dustin? No. What is he? he's got like a weird first name? Gaten. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, Galen or something like that. I yeah. figured you would. Galen Urso. I don't know. Oh. Not not anyone from Stranger Things. Oh. I think it needs to be somebody you really hate, though. No. Why would I want to do that? Just to get your blood just pumping. You're just trying to make me angry. <laughs> but you're always angry. That's Sun's my... coming down, big guy. <laughs> That's my secret. Uh, All right. Uh, let's see. Who? We need another woman for sure, I think. Or, well, maybe not. No, we have this is, they could go either way. Uh, yeah, could go either way. Who are you feeling? Who's excited you? In the theater or on TV recently, you can say it. It's all right. <laughs> I just like the way you worded that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. It's a good radio. Well, you're asking me a question out of nowhere. It's not that out of nowhere. Like you I'm, did know. We I'm had obviously fit- going to sit here and just give it some considered thought. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what this decision needs. What's that? Some specificity. It needs to be full of joy. It, you know, the thing about this show is that it could be anything. And that's what makes it so great. Where are you catching him? What is this podcast that you listen to him this on? The Watch. What does he write for? Nothing. He's uh, like he's he has he's done he's accomplished your holy grail, which he somehow parlayed a podcast into like into a writing room somewhere. So you just said he wrote nothing. But no, he well he he was in the writing room for Legion, but he he doesn't oh. blog anywhere anymore. Okay, he used to blog for Grantland. How is this guy getting fucking hired into a writing room? You need to talk more about the specificity and joy, and and, and whatnot. Of Shit, things. I'd go write for fucking Legion. Like Somebody show. needs to for a change. <laughs> yeah. Um, can it be the Goldblum? No. Why can't it be Goldblum? No, nah, no, nah, he throws it off. He's he's too Goldblum. Hmm. So nobody big. You want? Uh, it can be anyone except Goldblum. The Tooch. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Okay, whatever. What were we talking about last night? I mean, if you have something better, you're well, putting you're putting Stanley the Tucci onus. would be for Hercule Poirot, though. That's why we were talking about him. Okay. So who who has excited you? Let me take a look at what I've been watching recently. Okay. This is good radio. It is, isn't it? 
Uh, oh, did I mention on the air that I watched Dracula Untold? Did we do Dracula last week? Yes. We did, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so I went and watched Dracula Untold. Yeah. It sucked. How how much did it suck? It sucked bad. Um, I mean, Luke Evans, just nah, in general. <laughs> sucked your blood out of your ass? It just... It was less a Dracula movie and more of like kind it's of a, like, like a, a Vlad movie, right? A weak ass quasi Game of Thrones like medieval combat type movie. I don't know. It was dumb. Does Luke Evans ever turn into like a bat creature? Yeah, yeah. He, he can he can turn into a Who's swarm of bats. The old is it Charles Dance? Yeah, Dance is in it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not good. What don't, is he? Don't play? go watch it. He's, so he's like the original watch. vampire who turns him or whatever. Okay. This was like meant to be the Dark Universe kickoff. The first one, yeah. Because at the end of the movie, it goes to like modern day and he's meeting Mina Harker. Oh, they were going to do like a modern Mina. Hmm. Huh. Modern Mina. Who played Mina? Uh, whoever played his wife. I guess good radio. I could... Uh... Google you this Google that while you're Googling what you're Googling. And I'll look at my actors and uh, yeah, let's get some. It'll just be some dead air. <laughs> All right, let me. I'm gonna switch to TV actors. I'm not feeling any of these movies I'm looking at right now. Uh, anyone for Mr. Robot? Maybe um, Porsche Double Porsche Day. Double Day. Uh, I've I've been fast. on record of being a uh, hardcore Porsche Double Day fan. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm a. Right, I'm, is that too many blondes? I'm a doublehead. She could be our sixth ranger. I feel like we need one more. Oh, it's Sarah Gadon. Gadon. It's Alias Grace, right? What? Yeah, it's Alias You're Grace. talking about the wife? Yeah, yeah. Dracula. And the, modern, the modern Mina. Okay. Modern Mina. Is there anyone from Flash or Riverdale that we want? No. There's nobody from Flash or Riverdale <laughs> that we ever want. <laughs> hmm. How about... I'm struggling on this guy's real name right now or his character's name, which isn't a good thing. <laughs> Clive from iZombie. Is it Clive or Clyde? I think it's Clive. Yeah, I love that guy. That guy's great. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's good shit. I'll, I'll Google him. Uh-huh. I Malcolm really Goodwin. Know. Yeah, Malcolm Goodwin. That's right. I need to catch up on that. Are you not? I like never watched the finale. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I need to catch up on Clive. What'd you, yeah. What'd you think of uh what's his name from Veronica Mars making his faded appearance to a Rob Thomas show? Making his his uh rent, I think you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Collecting that fade. He's fine, whatever. I don't know. Oh, what's the what's the what behind this uh Kristen Bell comment? They're gonna do like a Veronica Mars miniseries. It was such a vague she was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna do that for sure. We want like it was no, nothing's been signed. Nothing's been greenlit. So okay. So we sounds we, great, but we'll see. We spent forty five minutes finishing this list. So who's who in this five man band? All right. Let me first put. Oh wait, his actual name's Malcolm Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> you just put Clyde Bavano. <laughs> <laughs> hey Bavano, space called. All right, they who, want you back. Who is our leader? Dre Davis, Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac. Tessa Thompson, Malcolm Goodwin, or Portia Doubleday? I think Portia Doubleday and Dre Davis, one of those two is the Sixth Ranger. I don't know which one yet. Um, I don't think either of them are the leader. I'm not feeling that vibe. Um, it's going to be either Tessa Thompson or Oscar Isaac, right? Oscar Isaac. I just 
he's such a fucking dashing bro. He is a dashing I feel like bro. He's got to be the leader. All right, so Oscar he, Isaac is our leader. I really am excited to see what we get from uh, his uh, his bro in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because like I think I've gone on record before. I always feel like that guy just wants to celebrate everything of shots. But at the same time, I feel like he's the kind of bro that you can set your drink around down around. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, Who's our Lancer? Probably, Lancer feels like Tessa Thompson. Yeah, that's, that's that's happening. Also, I guess now the question is, what is what is the demeanor contrast between the two of them? Hmm. Which one of them is stricter or uptight or? Well, see, this is tough because I really liked her character in Thor. She had kind of a, a the what the fuck is uh, her name who played uh, Catwoman in the Nolan movies? Anne she had, Hathaway. She had kind of the Anne Hathaway Catwoman vibe really? to Valkyrie. Okay. I thought like um, a little bit roguish, a little sexy, a little British. At the same time, uh, you know, heart of gold somewhere in there. Oh, I hate the expression heart of gold. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't want her to have her like repeat that because she's very good at being a little rebellious i mean i remember i remember really disliking her on veronica mars i did not like her character and it was veronica it was mars. the character because i i just wasn't getting a good representation of her and she was lying to walls the whole time yeah yeah and that's that's rough because he him and mac are kind of the heart of the show but like she's good in westworld sure <laughs> you're like i don't remember was she in westworld sure <laughs> no she was i just uh, she was she was in Westworld. Was she good in Westworld? I don't know. <laughs> I like that she's here to do a job, and, and fuck she's also some robots. Well, you're gonna go to Westworld, and not fuck a robot. That's true. Yeah. Um. So I almost want to say is she maybe a little bloodthirsty, and Oscar Isaac is a little more, um, humanitarian, perhaps. Can he be? A little little smarmy not smarmy can he be a little swarthy and roguish and her her like she's the more buttoned up i would say can she be buttoned up and homicidal uh i mean if she's like a sociopath sure <laughs> yeah let's go there let's do that <laughs> okay so she's a sociopathic bloodthirsty person and yeah. he is the kind of more for lack of a better word han solo-ish you know we're not typing guessing him at all yeah, well, I was going to say Mal Reynolds, but obviously that just means Han Solo. What was the fucking show of all those terrible shows that, that debuted after Lost or time slots after Lost? Flash with, Forward? No, no, not Flash Forward. Because I was loaded. <laughs> not that one. The one with Tim Daly. The event? No, no, no. Not the, that was on NBC. That wasn't on ABC. Okay. Um, the one of Tim Daly and, and Laura Layton. Laura Layton? Oh, I don't know about that. Isn't it Laura Layton? I don't know. Ashley Marin? Yeah. The one and only. There was one where there was like an alien thing. Is that the one you're talking about? No, no, about? no. They were like uh it was it was the closest we've ever gone to like sneakers, the TV show. I don't recall that at all. Supposedly that's like in development somewhere, by the way. Shut the fuck up. Really? I mean, shouldn't it be? Yeah, I'll like a no brainer. Yeah. If you'll make like a lethal weapon TV show. I feel like we've been threatening to do that on the talk about our version of that on the podcast forever. Shit, what was that show? I don't recall. He was also in the nine. All right, who is our smart guy? Um, well, I feel like the easy typecasting is is your your uh, Gleason. Isn't who is he it? played in the the Dread movie? Then he plays some kind of smart guy. If like he's a drugs in his eyeballs. Guy. I mean, I guess he called the smart guy. Okay. You want to go there? I mean, 
I guess I can't really see him as the big guy. Sorry, don't all. I mean, maybe he can get really ripped or something. Hmm. Goodwin Eyes? Hmm? The show is called Eyes. Eyes, I don't recall. I guess they were private eyes. Hmm. I guess the eyes didn't have it. Yeah, it had Garceau Bouvet and Laura Layton and Eric should, Mabius. Should any of these characters be an all CGI character? Go on. I'm listening. I could see Malcolm Goodwin as like a big rock monster or something. I don't know. He's huh. got he's got an interesting voice, which is the only thing that made me think of it. What if you had Dre Davis do a mocap character of Dre that Davis. looks just like Dre Davis? <laughs> oh, who's our big? What guy? if she was just like, "Hi, I'm a hologram." She's the doctor, and then people are constantly doing that thing where they wave their hand through her. Your hands smell. All right, is Donald Gleason is he the smart guy? Uh, well, how about how about Malcolm Goodwin as a smart guy? Yeah. All right. Well, who's the big guy then? Trey Davis. Uh, by the way, are we are we doing the hotel dick? Well, let's talk it out. Um, so we were talking after I did some traveling the past few weeks. I seem to remember growing up mostly through TV shows never through any kind of cool, fun experience, so that they would refer to a position um, at the hotel as the hotel detective. They weren't quite the chief of security. I, I eventually Wikipedia what like hotel detective I think was. this is sort of the basis for that show, Vegas. Oh, yeah, it probably is. That's terrible. <laughs> um, it's uh, Wikipedia talks about it's a plainclothes person engaged in modern security of hotel and investigate various security rule violations there and it's not the same as uniformed security guards employed by a hotel. I just always pictured there being like a like a Norish figure who just gets involved. A hotel in like, dick, if you will. Yeah, but like 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 clearly this woman has checked into the hotel under duress, and it's like so. Oscar Isaac is our hotel dick. Yeah, yeah. I think Raymond Chandler has popularized the term house dicks. That's one point. I think hotel dick works better. Yeah. Well, so I guess. Dre Davis is the big guy. Like, how is she the big guy? Like, does she have superpowers? Well, or? so let me ask you a question. Who is the by the book, like, hotel manager? Wouldn't that be Tessa Thompson in this scenario? Okay. So she's the one who's like, God damn it, uh, Oscar Isaac. She's kind of his boss. You just, you, you get results. But they're totally banging, right? Are they banging or like they used to bang? No, you know what? Does she have a Cyril? There's, there's some. What if her Cyril there, is Dom Hal Gleason? There's some what you call UST okay. going on there. Okay. Some will they, won't they? You get five seasons just out of that. They're gonna moonlight each other. Yeah. They're gonna straight up moonlight each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they're gonna moonlight each other, everyone. Yeah, that's that's why you watch the shows. You're just waiting for them to finally is there bang. Anyone listening to this who doesn't know who Dre Davis is, because this voice has got to be so goddamn perplexing to you, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I mean, uh, doesn't everyone know who Dre Davis is? <laughs> By God, they will. <laughs> By the end of uh, 2017, the years of Korgs and Porgs. Okay, so Tessa Thompson's like the hotel manager. Before we get to that, though, I think we need to round out like who's who, just like uh, five man band wise. Okay, 
Um, so what what would Dre Davis being the big guy entail? Is she like his like uh, uh, martial arts person? She she does karate like yes. yes. I mean, Dre Davis does do the little like boxing. Ooh, no, 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 no. She is the uh, she's got a cover. She's like the cat burglar who checked in and he's a, he knows who she is. And he's like, look, you just don't steal from people in my hotel. I thought you were going to say she's like the honeypot or something. Hmm, okay. But like he's he's like maybe kind of sort of like blackmailing her into working for him. Not all the time, but some of the time. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll scratch your back and you'll you'll scratch mine. <laughs> okay. I would love to hear Dre Davis. And she knows. No, um, that. That sounds gross. She knows like what, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or some some like weird martial art you'd never heard of, you know? Let's find the martial arts that's Krav the hardest for her to pronounce and have her be a master Can of it. Can you please say Krav Maga and Trey Davis? Can you say Mutai? Mutai. Okay, Dre Davis is the big guy. The you know, Scottish have a martial arts. It's called fuck you. It's a lot of headbutting and kicking people when they're down. <coughs> So that leaves Donald Gleason as the heart. Did we make him the heart? What did we make? We made Malcolm Goodwin the uh... smart guy. Okay. Malcolm Goodwin will actually be playing a rock monster at the hotel, <laughs> but he's smart. He's uh, he's like a gentle giant. I'm wondering. Okay, so can we get away with that? Is it like a intergalactic hotel? I can hear both versions. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, could Malcolm Goodwin be kind of like the... Uh, uh, I, I think I might have said Malcolm Gladwell somewhere. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> uh, can Malcolm Goodwin be like the uh, the Felix Leiter, like the Daniel Craig Felix Leiter? God damn. Where he's just constantly like, Oscar Isaac, watch your back. And then they get you so close. You have until I finish this beer. They get so gluck, close gluck, that, gluck, that gluck, they could like <laughs> kiss. And he's like, how long have I got? <laughs> Until he finishes beer, <laughs> and then you're like, "Damn, Oscar Isaac has a lot of will they, won't they, like fuck tension mm-hmm. with every character, even the rock, even monster. The rock monster." Yeah. So, intergalactic hotel dick. I guess the question is: Are they on a space station, here's, or are they on a planet? Here's what I want in my wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a straightforward show mm-hmm. set like in Seattle. For one season until it gets canceled, and then we like blackmail the network. Hotel Dick twenty forty nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where it's all the same characters, same the actors playing essentially the same characters, but it takes place three hundred years in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's like fuck you, Orville. I kind of want to do the uh, the space space station version now. I'm into it. Uh, Not like a DS nine thing. Just I, I was never into that show, but you want you want station. to be a little more like sexy Casablanca. Yeah, yeah, like um, you did you ever read his the X-wing? Double Day? His uh, his what's his name? Did his, you is Ilsa? Uh, before we get to that, did you ever read the uh, X-wing books? Are you going to ask me this every time we record a podcast? I have not asked you this in a podcast before. No, you're going to talk about the Rave Squadron. No, I was actually going to talk about Rogue Squadron. Okay, so that was a no. That's a no. Okay, well, in the fourth book. In order to go fight the back to war, they all have to like the it's like a political thing where the rebellion doesn't want to like piss off this planet because they're, they're responsible for shipping back to 
So Rogue Squadron all resign their commissions and like take up with a bunch of pirates on some space station. And mm-hmm. like that's their base of operations. And like all these smugglers come to the sp- space station too just to like gamble and hang out. So it's like it's a little uh what is the name of the town they go to in Pirates of the Caribbean? Like, I don't remember. You don't remember, but you know what I mean. Like the the okay. the, the, the town of criminals, or you know, okay, Pirates Cove, or whatever. Who would you recast as Wedge in your in your X Wing show? Oh God, I mean Oscar Isaac, but um, I mean like a if you needed like a weird little British guy to be Wedge now, yeah. Um, who's your weird little British guy? Oh my God, everyone's I, got a weird little British guy. Who's yours? Who is my weird little British guy? What about this is going to be a little bit of an of an off choice, perhaps. But okay. what about uh, Mister Fifi Felix from Orphan Black? Jordan something, I think. As your that's your weird little British guy. Sure, Jordan Gavaris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, more standard haircut and put him in an X wing jumpsuit. Side note: We were talking about True Blood quite extensively over dessert, as we do, as you do. The uh, NBC show they did based on Charlene Harris's other book series, Midnight Texas, which is not a good show, stars Big Dick Paul. Who was Big Dick Paul? Big Dick Paul was the the boyfriend from the beginning. No, of I know. I, Black. Oh, there's the 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 main dude. Yeah, yeah Paul. Big okay. Dick Paul. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he does this really bad Texas accent. Mm, no thanks. Um, so space station, right? Pirates Cove Space Station. Do you ever read the recaps of the EU books on io9? Star Wars EU books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. What other EU could I remotely be referring to? I don't trust io9. Like, small wonder. Just put this out there. io9 is always just like gushing over whatever new sci fi bullshit exists out there. It's, oh my God, this is so good. Then you watch it and you're like, wait a minute, this sucks. I'm really glad you said that because I wanted to say. Uh, the the writer who talks about the EU books is a writer named Catherine Chandacosta, which is a great last name. I really want to get her on Greedo and just have you and her just like ram into each other about EU books. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would have similar takes. She said the X-Wing books were the best books. That is true. Does that, I've, does, that, I've, does that soften the ice a little bit? I have read some of her takes. I had, you some, I had some notes. soft rock monster. Some notes and some disagreements with okay. her thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Are you listening to Catherine Chandacosta? No, but still. So what do we decide? Space Intergalactic Pirates Coast Space Station? Space Station, yeah. Yeah. And then Porsche like, Porsche like, Double Day is our sixth ranger. It's like sexy Babylon five. Um, is she the Ilsa? In what or do you mean like in a Casablanca sense? Yeah, kind of. I'll be honest, I've seen the movie once. So who's Ilsa? Is she like the main squeeze? Damn. Damn. Yeah, no. Play it again, Sam. They never say that. Um, she is she's Rick's broken heart. So the the one that got away, the one we finds there. Yeah. Of all the gin joints in all the world. That yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Her and, is it Victor Fleming? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Oh, well, hold on a sec. What is where's Dre do sit in here? Hmm. What like she she shows up and like here's the only problem with that. I feel like that makes her seem too similar to Dre Davis. They should be like like kind of Funhouse mirror versions of each other. Let's talk about that. So shouldn't so Porsche Double Day should have to be a little bit more of an ingenue, I guess, a little bit less of a uh, a criminal, perhaps. She's not really a criminal. 
but she like like Dre Davis is like the badass Krav Maga space Krav Maga right, right? right so like Portia Doubleday's character can't be the same thing as that she has to be I feel like different Dre Davis's character does this thing where like whenever she's actually caught like surrounded by security she like has a remote and she just like turns off the gravity in a room and everyone's like floating around. And everyone around. just slowly floats up and it doesn't help her that much. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's got like... I love the, in, movie, in movies whenever they do that. She's got like the magnetic boots that she can then like run along the side of a wall or something. Suckers. <laughs> um, Is it Port Royal? Tortuga. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Michael Bolton singing that song now. Mm-hmm. Michael Bolton? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From his, It's an SNL skit. Okay. Where all he wants to do is sing about Tortuga. I did not see that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so Portia Doubleday. She's our Ilsa. Sixth Ranger. Uh, former, I guess she's a former love interest or something. Yeah. Maybe because Oscar Isaac is Hotel Dick on a, a disreputable Pirate's Coast spaceship. Perhaps she's a space, uh, space station. Yeah, whatever. It's big, uh, yeah, and yeah, stationary. Yeah. yeah, perhaps she is maybe of a, a higher class, a little bit more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's too good for him. Yeah, for realsies. Mm-hmm. He's too swarthy and handsome, and she can't be. She can't be around that. All right, but is she secretly evil or something? She is a sixth ranger. I think she becomes evil as Dre Davis becomes good. Well, there's another possibility here okay. is that she could be the heart and Donald Gleason could be the sixth ranger as like a, a counterpoint to Oscar Isaac. What is what is he playing? He would need to be Have we talked about your, like your... a smuggler. What? Have we talked about his character at all? No, we haven't. Okay. Well, if we're going sci-fi, because it doesn't really matter if it's sci-fi or not, let's work in the brother. Ooh, let's work in all fucking three of them. Let's get the dad too. Oscar Isaac. From Venezuela, or it's your like, no, Irish no, 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 brother. no, 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 okay. Donald Gleason's brother and his dad, the actors, oh, the big Irish guy from Lake Placid. Do, do you really need else. Gleason? I say let's let's fucking do it. Let's I, get, that's down the line. I, I don't want to worry about that too okay. much. The question is, who, which one of these characters has the eye patch? Is that Gleason? Probably. Yeah. I feel like. Donald Gleason's the type of actor where you just give him the eye patch and he's like, I know who my character is now. And he just does it. He doesn't even read the lines. <laughs> I know who my character is now. No, no, I think he's definitely I think he goes extra extra Scottish, let's say. Is he Scottish or is he Irish? I have no idea. I think he's Irish. Well, let's just say he he's goes redhead, extra, so let's say he's Irish. That could be Scottish, all right. It was really good for like one afternoon in a Scottish accent. It's a hard one. I'm not even gonna attempt. Because it, it, so he's the extra Irish. The then? trick to a Scottish accent is you you emphasize all of the wrong words. Let's say he's space Irish. Okay, which is kind of a combination. So he's a drunkard of That's Irish nationality. And Scottish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got an eye patch. Does he have a beard on one side of his face? No, that's bad. <laughs> None of that Mickey Mouse shit. Can he have like a Fu Manchu mustache? No. No, I think he needs like a, just like a goatee, right? Can he have like a mustache that connects to his eyebrows? Oh, no. no, no weird hair. 
from him. Weird hair can be well, we don't have anyone who can do weird hair. But. Probably Portia Doubleday. Okay, yeah, not weird facial hair, but yeah, sure, she can have other other kinds of weird hair. It's the future. Ladies can have mustaches. <laughs> so he's an intergalactic hotel dick. Yep. This is the, you know, seemingly the only legitimate establishment in the space Tortuga here. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, like, who who were his who were his who's his Peter Lorre? Who's his like uh who's his quark? Oh, um, could that be Malcolm I, more, Goodwin? More and more, he needs like the local constabulary guy who's always just like, I got my eye on you, Hotel Dick. Oh, it's got to be the smart guy, right? Is that, is that Malcolm Goodwin? Well, no, let's see here. Because we got Tessa Thompson is, she's the proprietor, yeah, right? Yeah, she's the proprietor. Oscar Isaac's her hotel dick. She's like, hey, don't fuck my hotel. Dre Davis is a, she stays at the hotel. Portia Doubleday, she perhaps shows up here and there. She might not be in every episode. Oh, ooh, here's my twist. First sign that Oscar Isaac knows that Dre Davis is the infamous cat burglar mm-hmm. is because she checks in as Portia Doubleday. And he's like, trust me, I know you're not her. I what? know her intimately. You didn't need to tell me that. Is it like she broke your heart or something? And he's like, or something. So I get so Donald Gleason, is he? I guess he's he. We have him down as the heart, and Malcolm Goodwin is the smart guy. How is Malcolm Goodwin the smart guy? This like, what what does he do? I feel like we're we're I don't fading think he's a away. Scientist I feel like we're fading away from the five man band. No, we're working. There's always a way to work it in. You just okay. you squint and it's you just there. you just got to squint and like make a jerk off motion as you say something emphatically. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Let's do it. So he's not like a scientist because I don't know why a scientist would be. On this space station. I'm here to cure space AIDS. Yeah, no. What is rock monster Malcolm Goodwin doing on this? He can still be a he can still be a cop, right? It's not really a smart guy though. Hmm. Because it because it seems like Oscar Isaac as the hotel dick would always be eating this guy's lunch. Here's what I don't want to see. I don't ever want to see like who runs the space station. Wasn't that Tess Thompson? No, no, she runs the hotel. Okay, oh, on the space oh, station. Okay. I like the idea that these people are all so fucking dirt low, like they never see, you know, could, that level. Could Donald Gleason be an evil smart guy? Yeah, absolutely. Could. Okay, he is a fucking wily smuggler. Then let's say that is he a guest at the hotel? I think he is. Well, he like I guess a, so. Yeah, he does he show work up and he's just like, I need a hotel dick. I, my tastes are unusual. It's his accent. Oh, you want him to be more Irish? Irish, Scottish, whatever. I have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I can't do Liam Neeson. Okay. Unless it's the one line from uh, that one movie where he's a cop on the plane. Out of my way, asshole. <laughs> Get out of my way, asshole. Or... I don't know, random lines of dark man. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Malcolm Goodwin is the heart. He, I guess that in that case, he could be the local constabulary who's mm-hmm. like a good guy, but not very good at his job. Or, or maybe just like, they can it's only, impossible for him to do his job, right? He can only give advice like obliquely because if they really talk about something, then it's like, got to take you in oscar isaac you handsome bastard mm-hmm. he's got a lot of different criminals 
who they're like he can only push too hard in any direction or right. else he's gonna have a lot of shit right. fall about him right yeah. okay and he's a rock monster yeah yeah oscar isaac is like he's like a little bit like a concierge but mostly dealing with like jealous husband and like women in trouble and stolen jewels mm-hmm. yeah it's regular world hotel dick intergalactic hotel dick intergalactic hotel dick what do we call this well, hotel dick 2099 i was like you're obviously passing up the great title intergalactic hotel dick there is that is th- does this take place in a world where like earth exists like is this what's the line from alien resurrection earth what a shithole <laughs> get out of my way asshole um let's say no I mean, simple answer. They're so far away from Earth that it never well, comes simple up. Simple answer. That planet's fucked. Yeah. Okay. So there's no no connection to the USA or anything to do with our world as we know it. No. So it's, yeah. it's, all, it's all corporations. Yeah. Mysterious corporations. He said while making a jerk off hand motion. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how sci-fi-y are we going? Are there weird psychics? Are there Baron Harkonnens? Are people worried about the spice? I think, I think there's spice. Okay, the spice must flow. Uh, as far as psychics go, I feel like that's like a one-off episode type of deal. You don't want a psychic around all the time. That gets gets weird. Like it's yeah. annoying. You got yeah. you got to remember, fear is the mind killer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Oscar Isaac is our evil. Spark turns guy. out I'm psychic. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, or not Oscar Isaac. Donald Gleason is our evil uh, smart guy. He must be. I feel like he's a little bit like this is a weird reference, but like Polanski in Chinatown. Like he's the kind of guy who will like cut your nose with a switchblade. Yeah, like, I like he's, that. He's a he's a, he's a little we, caged weasel. Can we use CGI to make him one and a half feet shorter? <laughs> he has the eye patch though, and one and a half feet shorter. Like I want him to be Ida Nipple with Oscar Isaac. How tall is Donald Gleason in real life? That sounds like a worthy Google search. Mm-hmm. Donald Gleason, hit me up. He's six one. Damn, that's tall. That's a tall man. So he'd only be like five, one or, or shorter. All right, Oscar Isaac is five nine. Wow, he's got three four inches on him. Um, yeah, he does. Man, I guess he's a tall guy. You know. Yeah, I would love to just recreate that scene from Ex Machina, where now Donald Gleason's just watching Oscar Isaac dance again like a robot girl. I think you would have to find a way to call back to that at some point. Yeah. That's on the episode where everybody drinks some like weird brandy mm-hmm. and they're all getting wild. And we find out that one of them is a fully functional robot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. This robot fucks. Ooh, who's secretly a robot? Who is secretly a robot? Um, what Porsche, if it's not Porsche really? Double Day? I would say she's not really the real Porsche Doubleday. Or what if she is? And that's why they broke up because he found out she was a robot and he's a, he's a robist. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look. All I'm saying is I don't stick my dick in my toaster. Uh, <laughs> no, like uh, it's like he, he doesn't want to face the tr- like they go out to like the space observation deck and he's like he doesn't want to face the truth but he's got to finally confront her. Everything's adding up and it's looking like she's she's the dirty one here and he doesn't want to believe it so he's giving her one chance to tell him the truth. Like don't do me wrong. Are you the are you the bad guy here? And she has that thing where she like pulls her face off and there's just like a t- timer counting down. What if she like takes her head off and throws it at him? <laughs> yes. And it's like counting down. I want to be on the set when they film yeah. that. <laughs> Five, four, 
and we cut to her like goddamn robots in like a boardroom with like a giant wormhole in the window outside and she's like sorry Vic something <laughs> something well I think that starts Beep. this is part of your two part episode where he has to find the real Portia Doubleday she's been kidnapped somewhere What's I, his? I see this as more I, this is vaguely serial but I think it's a little more case of the week yeah it needs, it needs to have a definite strong case of the week thing where we can like really play with like who are the fucking characters as they interact with like mm-hmm. I, at the start of it I was kind of seeing like almost like a, a detective version of like house where you're just like filtering <laughs> so just regular Sherlock then. <laughs> yeah basically you're just like filtering the case through all of these characters you know well, how I mean? how how good of a detective is Oscar Isaac here I don't think he's doing like Sherlock shit right no but he's more like this dude is like he's been so around the block so many times that like he he knows all the ins and outs of everything. Well, is he like abrasive? Is he just like rude? No, I don't think he's like Mr. Autistic Detective or anything okay. like that. I don't get but that. But is he vibe. doing that thing where you're just like uh, something, 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 elephants? And he just like suddenly like stares off into space and he's like, elephants, it is lupus. Nah. Okay. Um, he's like Columbo, but Columbo who fucks. So he has a glass eye and a trench coat? Any fucks. <laughs> Just one more thing. <laughs> but he's a hotel dick, though, so he's he's probably dressed. I feel like he's wearing like. Well, that's a good. They all wear jumpsuits, or how, how are they dressed? I feel like he wears. It's kind of a tux, but there's no bow tie, and it's always a little unbuttoned. Well, what are you seeing? Are you are we doing like Star Trek, like bunch of robes and shit, or are we more like a Star Wars vibe where like. It's a lot of like V-neck open collars. A little bit of both. I think it's a little similar to like upper scale, like like urban fashion. Like there's some suits, you know, there's some jumpsuits. I just don't see a suit on a space station. Like a like a business. Well, depending suit. on your business though. Like if you're a businessman or if you're the hotel manager, you're gonna dress nice. I just feel like when the gravity goes off, your tie starts floating up and you look like a fool. <laughs> oh shit, I want that scene so bad. People's ties just start floating in front of their face as they're talking. Yeah, and you keep on a brush it out of the way. <laughs> like some real Dilbert shit. Um, I can't see you because your tie's always in your face. I mean, what what is Tessa Thompson's deal? There's there's the will they won't they. Mm-hmm. They work together a lot. She she also she, inherited the hotel from. Does her she family. own it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But she doesn't want to do this. Perhaps she inherited it because her family died under mysterious circumstances. Ooh, like episode five. He's got to like. Could she somehow also be like the bartender? Like, it's kind of like she owns it, but she's like a one man crew or something. Hmm. I mean, I suppose she's, she needs a uh, like an Igor or whatever to go like change the the mattresses and you know take people's luggage to their, their room. But <laughs> Igor, the service industry. Or maybe maybe it's more that she owns it, so she's not like working the front you're, desk. You're your casual hospitality hunchback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's not working the front desk, but like she 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 hangs out behind the bar, right? What if the check-in desk is the bar? <laughs> <laughs> it's just an all-purpose. It's like yeah. here's your key. Here's the Wi-Fi password. Here's two martinis. Welcome. It's that old school hotel style where you can go up to the concierge and be like, 
I'd like you to send a message to so and so, you know, at like whatever station, and yeah. like they handle it. Ooh, we need to do the or episode. like you, you give them a package and you say, "I need you to hold on to this." We need to do the episode where like I almost said Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Goodwin comes in because they found a body in like one of the lower levels and it had Oscar Isaac's name on it, like a, like his card in his pocket, like his card and like hotel one, Dick. Of, yeah. one of the hotel room keys, even though this guy was not a guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac's like, I'm gonna fuck my way to the answers on this one. Does he fuck a lot? Is he like, uh, is he like? He's uh, not the full Kirk, I don't think. Is he like uh, uh, M in uh, that one movie? The what's the fucking Wes Anderson movie? Grand Budapest Hotel. M. Yeah, Ray Fiennes. Is he? Is he Ray Fiennes in a oh, bunch of old M, ladies? M from Bond. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I think. He's got his on again, off again. Who's that? With Portia Doubleday, right? I don't think he's seen her in like 10 years. No, okay. Because of whatever happened there, that's why he's on this fucking space station dicking this up. I don't I don't think he's Captain Kirking it up where he's like nailing someone every episode. I so think you don't think maybe it's maybe every once in a while. It's not a double edged title. No. <laughs> every once in a while. He could I think it's it's clear that he can get it, but he he does not always partake. So you know? we do like the cheers thing where it's like he gives Tessa Thompson the opportunity at the start of the episode to say that she's into him. She can't do it because of pride. He gets into an adventure. He ends up having sex with a client. And later on, he comes and rubs in Tessa Thompson's face. And he's like, I had to do it because no one else is interested. And she's like, that was a robot. More importantly, that was a trash can. God damn it, I hate robots. <laughs> no, it, like maybe in the pilot, but then he's probably like on the job being a little more professional. For Does he do a lot of voiceovers? Be like a like a captain's log. No, no, no. Like just like uh, hotel like, dicks log. <laughs> no, like like some nor jazz, and he just okay. like voiceovering. I I could see that. Yeah, I yeah. don't think you want to lean on it. Okay, I think you want it for flavor, not for exposition. You need it for flavor. Yeah. Um, the point is, the show can be anything. It's just the joy is so vital. <laughs> It's so, it's so specific and considered. I really think that the, the Jay Davis's thing is like she has like grab boots. I just want to see her like walk I around think, upside down on things. I think if she has grab boots, she also needs like grab grab gloves. Yeah, know? yeah. So she can do like a full Spider Man. Well, like, but the like Mission Impossible, they keep malfunctioning. So like she's she's oh, no. she's like <laughs> walking on the roof, like mm-hmm. thinking the room is going to be empty, but like the couple's having sex in the bed right below her, and she's just like. Oh shit! What do I do? Because they're gonna look up any minute, and then her graph glove accidentally like like causes something from the bed to like like the cock ring to like fly up in her the hand or something. Cock ring. Wow. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Can they be aliens having sex? Oh shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of the cock rings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're aliens. I mean, like, are there aliens? Are there like well, tentacle creatures like monster. four penises? That's a good point. Yeah. I, I think you you want to keep it vaguely well, humanoid. Me. Rock American. There's no Americans, remember? <laughs> no, I, I think you can have aliens, but you don't want to get too weird. Just for the sake of CGI and relatability, you know? Okay. You know, like, well, I, I, I was going to say no glowing clouds, but um, I guess that they're contained within a suit. You can yeah. do that, you know? Yeah. I want to say that was like one of Brian Fuller's thing in his like pitch for his original Star Trek show like 10 years ago. Like a disembodied glass uh, gas cloud, like a sentient a, a suit, gas cloud, yeah, mm-hmm. a sentient fart in Starfleet. I thought this smelled bad on the outside. 
Well, do, have we have we nailed it? Do we need to cover anything else? Uh, so what are we saying? Like season one finale, Porsche Doubleday, like tries to blow up Oscar Isaac? The robot version of Porsche Doubleday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's our cliffhanger? That's your cliffhanger, yeah. Oh, shit. Where's the real Porsche what, Does he have like a cool name? Is it like Vic, Vic Blood, Vic Stone? Uh, ooh, what is the name of an intergalactic hotel dick? Can you can you name a character Vic in a show that has dick in the title? I think is he a Victor Dick? He needs like a, a star flare or something in that vibe like, to be uh, part of his like, name. Like Nick Quantum. Mm, no, that's not. What's like, your star flare? Nick Starflare. <laughs> Nick Quasar. No, Quasar. Quasar would be like the rock monster's name. What is Quasar? Okay. Sure. Would it be like pebbles or anything? Oh, that's just races. <laughs> Um. Huh. But it, I think you want dashing. Victor Corsair. Corsair. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the wrong imagery. He's not a pirate. What is Dre Davis's name? Is her name like Ruby? Mm, wouldn't it be more of a diamond or perhaps a sapphire? That just sounds I don't know, trashy. Starla? And starring Dre Davis as Starla. Starla, the cat burglar. The space cat burglar. Meow. Yeah. I don't know. Names don't matter that much. But he's, he's, his name is something dashing. You know. Nick Dashing. <laughs> Dash Randar. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a real film, Jack. I, I, I think the show has legs. I think so. I, I mean, if you were to tell you me. get five seasons out of this easily. If you were telling me this show was debuting in like January on HBO. What, what network are you putting this on? I would really want to go for like one of the premium ones first. You want nudity is what you're telling me. It's a sci-fi show. Let's get five nipples floating in like uh, hyperspace. The old total recall money shot. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, no, not Netflix. I don't know. I, I'm a little bit down on Netflix lately just because I feel like so many of their shows are like designed to be watched while you're doing something else. Hmm. You want you want eyes glued to Hotel Dick. Well, I notice this about the CW shows too, where like there's so many scenes on your typical episode of like Flash or like Riverdale, where at the start of the scene, one character is going to go talk to another because they need to convince them of something, mm. and you as the viewer know what needs to happen in the scene immediately, and so you're just waiting for them to have the conversation to get to the point you know they're going to get to, and it's like if, when you're that far ahead of a show. The scenes just become boring to watch. You're like, okay, they, they have to have a heart to heart and he's going to get some father advice. I'm going to check my phone right now. Like, I don't want the audience to feel like that. You don't like, want they're just them like too far ahead to wait five episodes where the characters have a talk in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Where nobody seriously yeah. just says what the fuck they need to say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about Netflix. Um, I just don't, for some reason, I just don't respect Hulu. I don't know why. I just don't want to end up on. Like stars, stars or IFC. Stars is where we end up. <laughs> Intergalactic Hotel Hotel Dick is a star show for sure. Hey, I'll go over. I'll go where the money's green. <laughs> Can you imagine? Maybe Cinemax. Can you imagine just like popping up at like some some trendy LA restaurant like the player, like like the the grow? And you're just like Mr. Isaac. I know you're you're waiting to talk to somebody else. Can I just slide this script over to you? The most unrealistic thing that we're talking about here is that Oscar Isaac would be in this. You want me to do five years of this? 
other shit. Um, like we'd ever get any of these actors. I feel like we could get. Sorry, David. I think we could get Portia Doubleday, Malcolm Goodwin, Dre. It's the TV people, you know. Okay. Um, we probably were not getting the other three, but let's just pretend we are. Yeah, well, that's the point. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to the Intergalactic Hotel, Dick, or Hotel Dick. 2139. Nah, the date. I feel like the date, no matter what, is like, what is what's the good show you can point to that has a date in it? Like Sequest, well, also Sequest 2029. No. What do you do when you do like the five year time jump? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no number. I think Battlestar 1980. Yeah. I mean, you could give it the like the name of the show is the name of the space station, hmm. you know, Space Tortuga. But uh, <laughs> I think Intergalactic Hotel Dick, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I just picture us like for a half an hour just pitching some show set in like fucking Toronto or whatever, and we're like, we're just funning you. The whole thing takes place on a space station. Add the word intergalactic in front of the title. <laughs> We were just taking the temperature of the room. You just CGI out the bottom of that tower that's in Toronto. So it looks like a spaceship, you know. We started with our plan B. Now let's get to plan A. <laughs> okay. I think we're, we've talked long enough. i almost positive of it. Thank you for listening. We're going to be talking about Agatha Christie next week, I guess. Mm, and mustaches. If you don't want to be spoiled... Go watch Murder on the Air Express. We're going to be spoiling it and then we're done too, I'm sure. At least a little Did bit. Did you say go watch? Oh, watch the movie itself. Yeah. Go watch any of them. Go watch any of the Murder on the Expresses. I think you should watch the new one. Yeah, obviously. We're going to talk about that. Have you ever seen any of the others? No. Okay. Read the book. Well, so you're familiar with all the action that takes place. The most interesting thing about Agatha Christie's book Murder on the Air Express to me is the part where a magic dragon starts playing. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, it they, was an interesting choice. They they took the line that she wrote about how someone's going to make someone a believer, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>